Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash I do. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. We got a sexy show for you. Ooh la la. Yeah. We're going to talk about tantric relating. And I say tantric, tantric, go I back and forth. So, yeah. Either or is fine. Potato, potato. Um, I, I don't know if there is a correct pronunciation, but uh, our guest today, Catherine Allman, says you could say it either way. So we'll just go with that. And she is a licensed marriage and family therapist and a spiritual psychotherapist and director of the Transpersonal Counseling Center in L.A. And we get into tantric relating and how it's not all just about intercourse in in the sense of the act of sex, but that lovemaking could be something that's ours and outside of intercourse. And 
pretty interesting to hear that. When she first said it, I was like, hours. People make love for hours. Like, good on them. Like, <laughs> like who has that time? <laughs> who has that energy? <laughs> or that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there are a lot of great tools to connect with your partner on a deeper level personally and sexually that I am excited to get going with Sarah. And we talk about it in the show and there's some really actionable tips for you uh, to take to your partner or uh, your future partner. And I am excited to, to implement one of the ones I really liked we talk about is do everything half as fast. Yes. So that's like uh, kind of a pretty easy thing to, to implement and be more mindful and you don't need to be a jackhammer. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> and you may be thinking that tantric, you may have this misconception about what tantric is. And she really talks about how the Western culture, how it's not really being portrayed for what it really is. And so we talk about that. So if you're not too familiar with tantric, it's not just about a lot of different positions. There's a lot about connecting with your partner and a lot of things that you can implement in your relationship that really doesn't have all that much to do with actual intercourse itself. So a lot of great tools that Catherine has given us in this episode. Yeah, check those out. I'm excited to do more episodes like this, a little bit different than the traditional episode on communication or conflict resolution and explore these different ideas uh, that might be new to a lot of you guys. And uh, certainly not completely new to Sarah and I, but we learned a lot and hopefully we can have some more interesting conversations like this. Thank you as always for tuning in guys, leaving us those five-star reviews on iTunes, sending feedback, joining our Love Tribe Facebook group on Facebook and uh, getting the conversation going there and checking out our relationship course at sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock where Sarah has put together a nice special discounted rate for our listeners. So check that out and enjoy today's show. Today's show is brought to you by our online course, Spark My Relationship. Create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days. We've collaborated with 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. To unlock a special offer only for I Do Podcast listeners, visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. That's sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sarah. What a treat for me to be here. Catherine, we'd like to start the show with having you tell us and our listeners why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. Oh, well, the real reason is because I struggled for so long in my own relationships. I just really wanted to find out what makes relationships work. And I first learned by doing everything the wrong way and the hard way. And by constant study and constant practice, constantly getting better, I now can say I have a great relationship where both of us are always saying, I didn't know it could be this good. So I would really like for everyone to be in a relationship where you're saying, can't believe it's this good. And I want to share what myself and my partner have learned. That is a beautiful thing. And what a place to be. I know Sarah and I sometimes feel that way, but... Honestly, not all the time. And and it takes work. And then you throw in a three-year-old and that adds all kinds oh. of interesting things. And that's why we love doing this podcast to get to that place where we can be like, I can't believe it's this good all the time. And today's episode is one that we're both very interested in. And that is tantric relating. So why don't we start by having you tell us, because I don't know, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners might not know exactly what is tantric. I generally think of sexuality and, and tantric like positions. And I know I think that's a thing, but why don't you lay the groundwork for us? Great. I'd be happy to, because you're right. There is that misperception that tantra is just something in a in the back pages of a magazine or just about sex. And it's actually uh, a religion that goes back 
it was a religion, a spiritual path that goes back thousands and thousands of years. And it was one of the few uh, religions that was actually quite sex positive and saw sex as part of spirituality. Um, I didn't grow I personally didn't grow up in that kind of religion. The religion I grew up in was kind of like, well, if it's fun, it's not spiritual or it's not good for you. It's something like that. And Tantra was really like everything is sacred, including sex. And that sex can be a way of uh, uh, progressing spiritually, of honoring the beauty of existence. And therefore, because it was sex positive, it became known for that more than anything else. So Tantra is a worldview that all is sacred, including sex. It gets misinterpreted. Well, then they must just worship sex. That is... uh... Interesting. I didn't know it was a religion or still is. And, and what a way to connect with your partner, you know, through sexuality and through it being an empowering thing. Because I think we got a little bit lost along the way and still might be at society, at Western cultures in particular, that there's so much sexual repression and a lot of that can be linked back to religion and, and just culture in general, that sexuality is like this forbidden thing and that has all kinds of repercussions, but we don't really need to dissect that right now. We want to, we want to get these tools that, that this, mm-hmm. this spiritual practice of Tantra, Tantra, I'm going to say it both ways because because <laughs> I mm-hmm. guess there's there's not an official pronunciation, but that we can learn from it. So so how can we apply these teachings or what are the teachings to our relationship? Well, it, it starts with um, if every moment is sacred, then we can just, uh, you know, have some mindfulness about this present moment of just sitting with my partner and treasuring this moment and feeling if the energy is clear with my partner. Instead of waiting for uh, a, a better time, I can just sit with him, with my partner in this moment and see, is there anything we need to talk about, for example? What did you mean by that thing you just said? So that we try to get clear in every moment so that there's a beautiful exchange happening in each precious moment. This is a very different uh, viewpoint than our normal consciousness where we're so busy that we never have time to talk. And I didn't understand what you meant by that, but I, I don't, we don't have time to talk about it right now. And when, when we're not being able to be present in the present moment, then resentments and upsets and even words of affection and love don't get expressed. And they build up. And then they come pouring out later on in some kind of upset. We're like, what, what happened? Where did that upset come from? And then sometimes if we trace it back, it happened to the fact that uh, it was your turn to drop the kids off at school this morning and I ended up having to do it and I'm still upset about it. And we didn't know that we were harboring that that upset. So, yeah, so in a, a tantric perspective, we would try to uh, be present in the present moment and address things as they happen rather than... Uh, building up resentments over a period of time. This will show up in the bedroom later on because all com- it's all a matter of communication. Sex is really a, c- a communication between two people. So we want to be able to be communicating as freely as possible and, and not waiting till later to, uh, to really keep the energy clear between two people. You guys... You guys experience that in your relationship, that things kind of build up if we don't have a chance to talk about them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if Chase and I, if something is on Chase's mind or, or my mind, and if we don't talk about it and let it build up, it always turns into a much bigger argument or blow up than what it could have been if we just addressed it from the very beginning. Exactly. So we would take that up as a, a relationship practice. We're both in agreement that we have permission from the other person to bring something up uh, and to continue to talk about something until it feels complete. So if we use this example of I'm still upset that you didn't bring the kids, pick up the kids this morning when you said you would. And three days later, I'm like, 
hey, you know what? I'm still kind of upset about that instead of, what do you mean you're still upset about it? It's like, let's talk this out until it's finished because we don't want to be carrying that resentment and unhappiness with us. So it's a really a relationship practice of being in agreement of, number one, we're going to talk about what's bothering us and we're going to allow the other person to talk about it until it feels finished. And that way, no resentment gets carried forward. That's the goal. Of course, we're not perfect in this, and, and it's a practice that takes some practice. But in this way, you're keeping your relationship energy fresh, and you're being able to relate with what's going on at this moment with you instead of carrying some resentments from the past. So you describe talking about things until they're, or not talking about things until they're resolved, but like addressing the issue and I don't, I'm not sure the exact words you use, but it, it kind of hit home for me because a lot of times if the resentment builds up, but then might talk about something, but it's not quite resolved. Like we, we express mm-hmm. the way we feel and we're like, you know, whatever it is that's bothering me or something is going to make me feel more loved. But then it seems like in order for Sarah and I to really move past something or really both move forward in a positive direction, we need to have like an action plan going forward, like rather than just like, hey, this is the way I feel and let's get over this uh, disconnect we're having. And and it sounds like what you're describing is then then a more of a resolution in the sense of like, okay, but now what are we going to do to move forward in a positive direction? It could definitely be include an action plan. I think the important point that I've learned from Tantra is the most important thing is that I feel that I've been completely heard and the other person feels completely heard and that the, that it feels resolved. So whether we take an action plan or whether we just in this moment feel like, okay, I get it. I, I'm not, I'm completely feeling resolved with this issue. Then we're not carrying anything forward. So the important point, this is a, this is something we find in mindfulness too. It's like in this moment, we feel complete with that issue. If we don't feel complete, that's going to show up in the bedroom. It's going to show up as a fight later or a misunderstanding later. So the important uh, point is that we make this agreement that we're going to communicate fully until it's done. No waiting till later. The other person might say, are we still talking about this? And go, hey, we had an agreement to talk till it's done, okay? All right. So this emotional connection and, and talking things through and addressing the issues, not letting resentment build up, that definitely makes a lot of sense. And it's it's things we've heard that are not unique to to Tantra necessarily. Are there any practices or or rituals that that might be a little bit different than uh, traditional talk therapy? I know in the in the it seems like the sexuality part of it is is where it might be a, a bit different than um, some of the more traditional relationship tools. Yes, and the different spin that Tantra would have on this idea of complete communication is that we're very clear that this shows up in the bedroom because sex is a communication and that any kind of resentment, any kind of unfinished business is going to show up in the lovemaking. So we see lovemaking as something very sacred and holy and we want to be able to connect so deeply and so intimately without a lot of baggage in between us. A lot of difficulties in lovemaking seem like they're coming from the lovemaking itself, but they're actually coming because the energy isn't flowing uh, so freely between the couple. So this is one reason we would practice these communication practices. Another thing we would do in tantric lovemaking is we would, before we start, we would honor our beloved partner. We would take a moment to maybe sit together and look in each other's eyes express our love, maybe even make, you've seen people make a namaste posture, which is 
kind of a prayer posture in front of your face, just to the other person to honor that they're going to share their body with you and share their intimacy with you and share their vulnerability with you and share pleasure with you. So we would set up this communication ahead of time so that when we actually come to the holy, sacred space of lovemaking, we would come as clean and freshly as possible. And then in a a tantric ritual, we would acknowledge that this lovemaking is a sacred part of our relationship. For most of us, we're not doing that with anyone else. You may have people who are polyamorous listening to your podcast, but most of us are monogamous and we we want to honor this sacred partner that we have. So through through the communicating, through being in the present moment, through making sure that we're not carrying in anything through the day, through having some sort of sacred ritual before and maybe even after the lovemaking, this turns it into something where we're, we could say, if we use that kind of language, you could say we're inviting God into our relationship. So this is starting to become uh, more clear to me how how this is different. And I love this approach, this tantric approach, because I feel like so often, especially if you have a kid, this sort of the sacredness or the romance of sex with your partner is a lot of times to can be boiled down to like a quickie because yeah. we're busy and and yeah. uh, okay, let's just get it done. And it's not not saying that it, it has to be like uh, this whole process as far as being long, but as simple as acknowledging your partner, looking at them in the eyes, and having some sort of ritual around that. It's it's kind of counter to what I think most couples are doing not that i know what most couples are doing in their bedroom but at least sarah and i it there's not much ritual around it there and certainly not after and that maybe if we did pause and before and take some time to look into each other's eyes and just be present with each other can go a long way to like connecting emotionally and then like we know that the better your emotional connection, the better the sexual connection is going to be a lot of times, not necessarily every time, but a lot of sexuality is wrapped up in, in our emotions. And and this is uh, something pretty, pretty counter to the narrative that is that a feeling that uh, that I have that most couples are not doing this in, in your experience. Is that what you're seeing? Absolutely. Most people, you're right. They're happy if they can get a quickie in uh, once a week or, you know, I talk to a lot of couples. It's a lot less than that, even though they're in love and would like it to be more than that. And I, um, of course it's great if you can have uh, more time during the week uh, to actually dedicate to lovemaking or a weekend or whatever. I mean, tantric couples are sometimes making love for hours and hours and hours. And we could talk about that later in the show if you like. But at this point, I just want to say that, yes, even if it, all you have time is for a quick, if you can take time out to acknowledge, this is part of our sacred connection. This is something about how we express our love for each other. This is something really special. This isn't something just, uh, you know, people often end up feeling used for sex or they feel, uh, you know, people have uh, stereotypes about men just want sex. I've never met a man who only wants sex. You know, men want to relate. Men want to be in love. Even if they're out there just trying to find it in bars, they're still trying to, they still want love. Or women feel like they didn't have enough time to really have an orgasm or whatever. You can still honor the connection that you have. And if it felt right to have a little ritual before and afterwards, I know my partner and I always thank each other afterwards. Thank you for connecting. I mean, we just thank each other and for connecting and spending that time being intimate with me. It really reminds us that we're here together. Uh, we have so many busy things in our busy lives, but that our relationship, the quality of our relationship, of having a, this pure connection between us, as free as much baggage as we can, is one of our highest priorities, if not our highest priority. And adding that sacred element in that's really lost to the Western culture 
reminds us how special it is to have a beloved. You know, I work with a lot of single people out there trying to find a beloved and and there's a lot of ideas out there that relationships don't work anymore. And, and to have someone who wants to share their life with you is so sacred. And to remember that and honor each other that way, it's worth that few extra moments before and after to just say, I see you. I love you. I want to connect with you. Part of what I'm hearing you say is, is creating the sacred space. But from what I've read on Tantric, it's actually creating like a sacred physical space, like in your bedroom. Is that a part of this ritual or can it be? It's a, it's a lovely thing to do is to spend some time making your room, your bedroom, a place where you worship each other and you worship your connection. And that doesn't have to be some sort of tantric. It could be if you are attracted to tantric symbols or Eastern symbols, but it doesn't have to be. It could just be getting some beautiful candles and some artwork that you like and just attending to creating. This is our sacred space where we come to be together, to worship, if you will, to uh, honor each other, to honor this sacred connection that we have that we don't have with anyone else. We, create, we can create life through this. I mean, it creates love. It is actually literally love making when we remember that this is part of the way we express love to each other. Very different than the whole Western idea of let's hurry up and quickly have an orgasm as fast as possible so we can go to sleep and get back to our work. It, the tantric approach is it's beautiful to honor each other as lovers. So part of it would be making our bedroom a sacred place to make every time we make love before and after just remembering that we're connecting here. This isn't just uh, getting off, although that may be part of it, where that ability to do that with each other is something very precious. I think it's a great way to to look at it because between Chase and I, we made a relationship vision a little over, I don't know, six months ago. And one of the visions or goals that I had in, in our relationship was that we always had a two-bedroom apartment or house wherever we were living at that time because it makes so much of a difference to be able to nurture our relationship and our sex life when we don't have our daughter, you know, sleeping in the same room. Not that, you know, like that we have our own space to be able to cultivate that relationship. So I I love that idea. And I think it's just so important to, to stress that again, that you make the room comfortable and how you want for, for the both of you, because it really is such a special place. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Lively. Lively offers bras and undies that provide the perfect combination of high style and ultimate comfort. Lively was built for women by women with a mission to change our point of view of lingerie. Our lingerie should look and feel fabulous. And their soft fabrics, lounge-worthy fits, and clever details make their bras the most comfortable you'll ever wear. Lively offers a range of bra styles for all different types of bodies that range from 32A to 44DDD. And they have bralettes, t-shirt bras, push-up bras, plunge bras, and no-wire bras. And at Lively, it's always one price for all, any style, color, or size. They believe in charging one price for all women. I just got my lace straight up bralette and it is so comfortable. I had been wearing other bralettes, but they really lacked the support. And now I feel fully supported in a comfortable and sexy bra. I use their fit guide on their website to easily size my bra and it turned out perfect. But if I had gotten it wrong, their free and easy returns would have allowed me to return it and get the right size. So for a limited time, get $10 off your first order by visiting wearelively.com slash I do and enter the promo code I do at checkout. That's W-E-A-R-L-I-V-E-L-Y.com slash I-D-O to get $10 off your first order. Today's episode is also brought to you by Zola. If you're engaged or planning a wedding, Zola Registry is the place to be. 
Zola is reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moments in couples' lives even happier. I was not much of a planner for our wedding, but if I was going to be a planner, I would definitely use Zola because it takes the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites, save the dates and invitations, a wedding registry and free, easy to use wedding planning tools. Yeah, I really wish Zola was around when we were planning because it would have made my life so much easier. Zola's free wedding websites can be created in minutes and you can choose from over a hundred beautiful designs that will fit any couple style and they are all free. You have the ability to add photos, stories about where you met, details about the accommodations, literally almost anything you can think of. And you can even add on your Zola registry to your free Zola wedding website. Zola registry just makes registering for newlywed life super easy. Shop over 500 top brands from KitchenAid and Cuisine Art. What, we can get a blender, blend some stuff up. That, <laughs> yeah. that would be nice. To Sonos and Airbnb. I like that better. Stay yeah. somewhere yeah. really cool. <laughs> Maybe a tree top bungalow and, and even create a honeymoon fund and register for travel gift cards like Delta and Southwest. Talk about a modern day registry. Right. So to start your free wedding website or registry on Zola, Go to Zola.com slash I do. That's Zola, Z-O-L-A dot com slash I do. It's really your love temple. You know, it's where you worship love and, and uh, invite the divine in and uh, express love for each other. And then lovemaking can expand out into, it's not just when we're having sex, it's I mean, there was a famous th- thing uh, back in the 90s, I think it was, when Sting, the musician, said he and his wife had been making love for four hours, and people were shocked, although tantric lovers do make love for four hours. And he explained that even when they were having dinner together, they were making love. And so a tantric uh, approach to relationships would be to start expanding our definition of lovemaking into... Uh, when we're in the kitchen and we pat each other on the butt or when we are sitting on the couch and we're putting our arms around each other, that all of this is an ongoing river of lovemaking. Not just when we're having traditional sex, but that every moment can be this sort of infused with this sacred connection that we have uh, so that this caress that I'm sharing with you right now is part of our our love making as a couple are going out to dinner and having a date night as part of our this ongoing river of love between us that we're sharing i really like this because i experience love through touch and i think this is an area that sarah and i definitely have room to grow and work on in the relationship and i know you you mentioned it again and we kind of glanced over it but you said how Tantric lovers can make love for hours. And I'm like, Sarah and I both looked at each other like, wow, what what does that even look like? Who has hours? So is that what you're describing here? Or is there like a whole other process? Uh, What is, can you maybe go a little bit more into details? Sure. Um, well, what the Western idea of sex is very different than the tantric idea. The Western idea has become, it started actually with Kinsey back in the 70s. It hasn't always existed that the goal of sex is orgasm. And of course, biologically, if you're just trying to have children, the goal of sex is uh, orgasm and fertilization. But the goal of lovemaking in the East, where Tantra was practiced and developed in China, Tibet, India. Orgasm was not the goal. The goal was the lovemaking itself because orgasm stops lovemaking. That's when lovemaking stops. If you don't orgasm, then you never have to stop. So techniques and processes were developed so that you you could orgasm without ejaculation 
women could orgasm in different ways. There's different types of orgasms for women that aren't depleting. And men would learn how to not ejaculate every time, but be able to first ejaculate when they wanted to rather than uh, as the goal. And if you're not ejaculating or the woman isn't uh, have, you know, most women will like to have a clitoral orgasm maybe a couple of times and then she feels finished. So the goal in tantric sex would be to not finish, but to continue lovemaking. We don't consider foreplay to be before anything else. We consider it just what what is considered in the West foreplay. We consider just as beautiful lovemaking as intercourse itself. So as I was saying before, you expand your definition of lovemaking to mean even the sitting with your arm around each other on the couch. Maybe you do some uh, activities that would be considered in the West foreplay for hours and hours. Maybe you learn how to have intercourse for hours without stopping, without ejaculation. So through learning to be in the present moment and be loving, of course, if you only have time for a quickie, then you would be happy with that amount of time you have together. But if you did have more time, you would develop this ability to say, we don't want to have the orgasm yet. We don't want to have to stop. It's a whole different idea about not having a goal in sex that's quite foreign to the Western concept of sexuality, where our goal is to come and then we're done. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just quite limited in the view of Tantra. It's quite limited because so much more is possible. I love this because it's flipping this whole paradigm on its head. And I, I, I was an anthropology major in college, and part of the reason I like that field so much is because I enjoy learning about different cultures and how the things that they do are completely different than <laughs> than what we in the West or, or just an individual like the way I grew up. And it's something as simple as like meals and how that can be different and or rites of passage. And this is something that is so counter to the narrative of what most people in the United States grow up learning, if they're even learning about sexuality at all. And that, like I said, that's right. part of the problem. But that, and even, and I'm saying this as someone that it's kind of a, not a revelation to me, but is a, is a perspective shift of like, well, maybe Sarah and I, we need to try, it's not going to be every time because we don't have four hours <laughs> to, right. right now to love make with a three-year-old and a bunch of businesses, but maybe it's 45 minutes and we lay with each other and we have a whole process and we experiment and we dedicate instead of like the hour where we're watching Netflix at the end of the night, we're like, Hey, let's, let's explore this. And, to be open to that. And I'm interested in learning more about Tantra and this approach. And I just think having that perspective, if it's just simply your goal is not orgasm, like when you go in to have sex with your partner, it it's about lovemaking, or maybe there doesn't need to be an agenda. It's connecting with your partner. That can be a, a really beautiful perspective to take. Beautiful. You sound like a natural Tantric well, maybe, right maybe I'm a, a new convert. What you know? We'll see. <laughs> well, yes, that's exactly it. Is that if we may have the uh, goal of orgasm, and we may not. We may just want to go in and do some massage, some sexual massage, pleasure each other, and uh, feel satisfied with that for tonight. It adds a whole nother option. I I wrote a uh, short article once called um, The Quickest Way to Tantric Sex. The quickest way to tantric sex is to do everything you normally do, but do it half as fast. Just do it a whole lot slower. So in foreplay, we're trying to get done with, um, I don't know how explicit to get on this show. Maybe we want to massage uh, someone's breasts and we it's kind of done to get excited so that we can get to the goal of orgasm. But what if we just did that for 20 minutes? 
What if we just did some of these things that we call foreplay for as long as the other person wanted it? Most of us are feeling pretty starved because we've never been touched as long or as lovingly as we want to have been. In our culture, we're really touch starved. And we, uh, that's one thing we want to be able to give to our partner is I want to, I want you to be able to feel full that you've been touched enough, that your breasts have been honored long enough, that the man's body feels like he's been honored enough in his life because we've spent so many years not getting enough quality, loving touch. Beloved, let me start to help you get enough. Without just us using each other to get off and have an orgasm, which we can do at times. We're not saying that's not also an option, but let's, let's experiment. Let's pleasure each other so that we get into a state of not feeling deprived, not no longer feeling deprived of healthy, loving touch, pleasurable touch. Let's spend some time together. Let's watch Netflix tonight, but tomorrow night instead, let's just go in the bedroom and share loving touch. Here's what I like. Here's what you like. Do you like my offering? May I have your offering of loving, pleasurable touch without trying to get anywhere other than just sharing my physical love with you and receiving your physical love with me. So for some of our listeners, this may be like a completely new concept, like talking about what they want in bed and and how they want to be touched. So how would you recommend those individuals start that dialogue with their partner? I think it's very good to express mm, pleasure when someone's doing something you like. I think that's a really good place to start is to let them know, oh, that feels so beautiful. That is a touch that I love. I love that. Uh, and really praising the partner and letting them know that this is invited. This is something I love. I love your touch on me. I invite you to explore even more how you would like to touch me. And then to tune in when you're touching your partner. Is their breathing quickening? Are they uh, giving you subtle signs of pleasure? And when we can follow that, pleasure in the breath, in the touch, in the voice. We become intuitive lovers with each other of this is what I know he loves. This is what I know she loves. And this creates such a connection and such a pleasure and such a bond with the two people that we're learning to, much like a musician would play an instrument, I'm learning how to create pleasure in you, what you love. I want to fulfill your I want you to not feel deprived of loving touch. I want to give you as much loving touch as you want. I want us to make time for this with each other. Even if it's 15 minutes, let me just stroke your back. You can get me tomorrow. Just expressing this loving connection that we have. I'm glad you said make the time because it's not something that's going to happen automatically. And we're busy you know, Sarah and I have, have a daughter, we have jobs, all of our listeners, they're busy. And you have to make it deliberately known to your partner if this is a priority for you. First of all, don't just assume they're going to start doing it. Communicate in a productive way and then carve out the time. I know personally, Sarah and I have talked about this, but after this episode, you've given me a little reinvigoration that <laughs> I'm going to make right. sure, Sarah, we we got to do this because it really <laughs> is important to me. And I've talked about it, but I receive love through touch. Like I think a majority of the love through touch, and it doesn't always have to be sexual. And I'll give an example. And I've told Sarah this. At the end of a yoga class, when they when you're doing a shavasana and, and and you're lying there, most classes, you know, so at the end and, and you lie down and you have this amazing release because you've been moving for the last hour or so and then you just lie and you're supposed to be really still. And occasionally I've had instructors, they, they come by and they'll like massage your temples and just, I mean, it's like. 15 seconds and, and they, they, they like press your temples and then maybe press down on your shoulders. And I got to tell you 
for lack of a better term, it's like orgasmic. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's not, it's not sexual, but it's like this energy charge of like human touch. And I think, and this is a whole other thing, but just the non-sexual elements of human touch and, and, you know, giving my guy friends a hug and, 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 and being connected to other humans and certainly our intimate partners in such a way that, that it's not just to get off, like you said, in this way of, of physically connecting. So, Sarah, I'm going to, I'm going to maybe I'll start. So I'll, I, I'll give you like a 30 minute foot massage, okay. you know, and, like and you probably be into that. <laughs> and then, and then I'll take the back rub and, but it's so, I think overlooked. Certainly it has been in, in our relationship. And, and like I said, I haven't, I've communicated it, but I need to be more proactive because it is important to me. And even like when I get massages for, for, uh, cause I work, I surf and I, I work with my body. So I try to get a massage every, every week or a couple weeks and it feels good. Just like, obviously if the massage feels good, but the human touch and I have, I have masseuses that are, that are men that are women. So the sexual sexuality part is out of it, but just like that touch, there's, it's pretty powerful. It's a very powerful connector with your partner. And like you said, there's something orgasmic that happens when you you mentioned that there's some sort of human energy that happens when they massage your temples, something that we don't really understand. There's experts out there, tantra experts that have words for it, but there is that magical orgasmic thing happens that's communicated through touch. And I'm sure all the experts you've had on your show have said, we have to make the relationship a priority. Like you said, it is hard to find time to spend some loving touch together. It's hard to spend time to have a date night or or spend some time exploring each other's bodies. And yet, if we don't, we see the remains of relationships all around us of people who just didn't have enough time, didn't put the re uh, relationship as a priority. This is one of the most precious things in life if you have a partner. You know, we're going back to Freud, he said the two things life is about is work and love. So you have the two great prizes of life, as far as I can see, is a great career and a great relationship. And so to, to put it in its rightful place as the highest priority, carve out some time, maybe it's more important than Netflix. You know what I mean? <laughs> You've given us some great information for, you know, prior to lovemaking, or I guess now it's all called lovemaking, but prior to intercourse and some great things to implement in our relationship. And Chase and I were just curious. We've heard a lot about the tantric positions and, and things like that. Can you tell us a little bit more about what tantric positions are and what makes them tantric? Well, um, the tantric positions themselves aren't necessarily different than any uh, positions that you might see in uh, any sex manual. Um, the positions, uh, the one that is probably emphasized more than regular sex manuals is called yab yum, which is where the man is sitting and the woman sits on his lap, wraps her legs around him. And that way you can, sitting up, your hearts are together and you're able to look in each other's eyes because tantric sex is not just about the, the physical feelings of the sex. It's about the connection between the couple. So in this way, we are aware that we're not just having intercourse, but our hearts are connecting and our eyes are connecting and our souls are connecting. And so with a slow, uh, I, I said earlier that uh, to, Tantric is probably doing everything half as fast as you normally would. But that slow connecting rhythm, our hearts are connected, our eyes are connected. We've cleared out any rubbish between us, so we're really vulnerable and together in this moment. That would be a tantric position that would really create more of a love and heart connection through sex. That's really so beautiful and, and really completely the opposite of what I had always thought tantric was. I always thought it was more, I don't know, risque or like more, I don't want to use the word like 
dirty, but like, you know, more like just more sexual. And it's really how you explain it is, is really beautiful and how really if I feel like so many couples, if they implement that into their relationship, like just looking at each other in the eyes and connecting would really bring so much more intimacy into the relationship. So much more intimacy. I don't want to uh, ignore the fact that the word Tantra is been taken as a marketing term and some people are as exactly as you describe they're using it for i don't know any sort of thing that's sexual but that isn't really what sexual is that's that isn't really what tantra is that's being used as a marketing term it does go back to these spiritual roots to these religious roots to the sacredness of sex to the sacredness of the couple relationship and how to enhance that connection uh, to to spirit through sex and through love and through touch, divine touch. Absolutely. And Catherine, you've given us and our listeners some great tools today. I like the tool of just do everything half as fast. I think that's an easy thing or just slow down. Like, and, and that's an easy thing to, to implement and try. Look your partner in the eyes. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to go get the manual and like try crazy tantric positions. And, and that's probably the worst thing you could start with. It's like, go half as slow. And I think that's a, that's a powerful place to start. And uh, why don't we finish up by having you tell our listeners where they can find you online. If there's any books you recommend, if people want to learn more about uh, Tantra, and then we'll say goodbye. Sure. Uh, uh, thanks for having me on the show. Um, I am uh, on Facebook. I have my website. I have a lot of videos for uh, listeners on my YouTube channel. If you want to learn more about Tantra, about relationships, um, I have written a book called Tantric Dating, which is for single people. And I'm out lecturing about that in the LA area twice a month. And my upcoming book is going to be Tantric Relating and tantric couples. So I hope you'll stay in touch with me and urge me to stop procrastinating on that book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, should I spell my name or that will be in the notes or? Yeah, we'll put all the, all the links to your website and your YouTube channel on, on our website at idpodcast.com. So our listeners know to, to go there to access all that great information. Fantastic. I'd love to stay in touch. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Just a reminder that tomorrow, Thursday, April 25th is the last day to be able to get access to the special added bonus, Mastering Money Talk in Your Marriage inside our online course, Spark My Relationship. So you can visit the special link, which is sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock to gain special access and the last day is tomorrow and as always we hope you guys check out our website we have tons of free resources and guides on our website for you guys uh, as well as joining our love tribe on facebook you can find that by typing love tribe fam into facebook and you can join our private group of Everybody just trying to create more love and support each other. And it's a pretty big group now of over most, uh, I think over a thousand people, maybe close to 2000 people by now, but uh, it's a really wonderful group where we're all supporting each other. And so we hope you guys check that out and we will see you next week. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com